everyone, welcome back to the Authentic BA podcast. I'm Bui Fulari. Thank you so much for joining me again today. It's been a minute since we had the last podcast, and today we just wanted to do a little bit of a recap um, on our influencing strategies, focusing mainly on how we get things done. So for many of us, having a great delivery track record is important. How do we get things done? How do we ensure key decisions are made and followed through to completion? The simple answer lies in one's ability to influence. So following on from the three-part series on influencing strategies that we shared some weeks back, if you haven't listened to those podcasts, please make sure you check them out. You know, I've received several questions about why influence is needed and what role power plays in achieving influence. So I thought I'd use this post to address those two questions or those two points. So why do we need to develop and deploy influencing strategies? Well, there are many reasons why you need to be able to influence, but the most obvious is having an ability to improve an outcome to our advantage or to your organization's advantage. So you want to influence because you want to get something done in a specific way. You want something to to happen. You want a specific outcome. So for the individual who pursues these strategies, so the, the strategies that we shared over the three part series, there are advantages which will stand you out. So I'll just share some of those. If you want details of them, please do listen to those three podcasts. First one is organizational awareness. The one who is able to influence successfully or gain the support of influencers is the one that has mastered the DNA of the organization and is able to navigate it successfully. If you're going to be able to influence, you've got to be aware of the organization within which you are operating. You need to know how things work. You need to know how key decisions are made and by whom. The second thing is relationship building. The effort required to build relationships can be huge but the benefits are boundless the one who masters this knows and understands their stakeholders very well they're able to obtain access to those key people regardless of the situation or constraints where others can so Some people, for example, might be able to access a really senior person who's really, really busy, but because you've taken time to build and develop that relationship, you have that access. Whereas somebody who perhaps even works directly under them or within their team might not be able to garner that support or gain that access. So invest time in building relationships. And we talk a lot about that in the previous podcast. The third thing is common vision. This is being able to sell what we have in common. You have to find common ground if you're going to influence successfully, especially when you're dealing with very controversial or very divergent um, topics. You need to be able to find a common ground. Interpersonal awareness. Being able to understand the needs of 
others and helping them to see what's in it for them people want to know that you understand their perspective you know you kind of um have walked in their shoes to a to a to a certain extent so you need to have that interpersonal awareness of other people beyond yourself so moving on why is power important in achieving influence so first let's just sort of look at what is power power is the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events so this definition i've drawn from the oxford languages so there are two types of power there's the positional power and then there's the personal power positional power is the authority one has as a result of one's place within the hierarchy of an organization so maybe you're the manager of a team or you're the head of a global operation somewhere you have some sort of a positional power within that organization personal power on the other hand is one's ability to influence people and events where there is no formal authority or where there is no positional power basically so clearly we can see that not everybody has positional power so developing influencing strategies becomes a no-brainer because we're not all going to be in a position of power and hit but we do have to influence so somehow we've got to develop that personal power where we need to influence but have no um positional power so what do we do how do we do this we've got to plan we've got to look at where we are we've got to understand what influence we currently have We have to understand where we need to exert influence and then figure out, right, there's a gap. How do I close that gap? What strategies do I need to deploy in order to close the influence gap that I have in order to help me get this thing done? So I have shared with us um, um, a a table or a a kind of a, a checklist that we can use to do that for those of us Um, uh, reading the blog you can download this um, um, uh, checklist for those of us listening to the podcast I'm just going to run through it quickly with us so when we talk about positional power we're talking about things like autonomy centrality formal authority relevance and visibility so what does that mean autonomy basically is how much discretion is available to me in my position of power to what extent do i dictate what i do how i do it when i do it so think about that and figure out how much of that you have and how much of that you need i guess think about how much of it you need first then think about how much of it you have if you don't have enough how do i close the gap do i need to speak to my manager for example and try to get a bit more autonomy on how i do things and so that i can i can sort of um um, uh, adjust my influence that way centrality ask yourself where do i sit in the key groups or committees so am i part of a decision making group are you part of a steering committee for example 
you know, these groups could be formal or informal. They, it's what we call the um, um, corridors of power and it's dependent on the organization. So some organizations are very flat structured and there wouldn't really be that hierarchy. Um, but there will be those informal groups or formal groups as it were. So figure out where you sit or how central you are to the decision-making um, groups within the organization. Formal authority. So this is based on your title or your reporting lines. Again, most of us will not have those very, very senior um, um, roles, but do we do we understand those or do we know who those people are who sit in those corridors of power what relationships have we built there relevance you need to look at how closely linked your role is or your position is to the organization's goals and objectives a lot of people struggle with this because it's you know an organization's um, objectives can be very very high level and and you're there doing a job and struggling to see you know how your role fits in for example you might be in an IT department of a company that sells oil you know and you're thinking how does IT relate to um, selling oil for example so you have to find a way to link what you do you know what is the relevance of my role if my role was not there what will the organization be missing and be very clear about that visibility how do i show up in the organization's key activities and projects you know showing up is really really important if nobody sees you nobody knows what you're doing chances are you will have absolutely no influence whatsoever so sometimes you might want to get onto some specific projects um, it might mean that it's extracurricular for you. So it means that it's a stretch. For example, you, you offer yourself to maybe be part of a project that you wouldn't necessarily be um, called upon to do just to sort of increase your visibility. So we move on to positional power. Sorry, we move on to uh, personal power. So this is about the attractiveness. Um, that you have so are you a sought after person what key skills do you have that appeals to other people um, what key skills that you uh, do you have that other people need um, then we look at delivery your delivery track record so what have you done in the past that proves your capability what demonstrable um, experiences do you have that is relevant to, to certain situations or scenarios within which you want to influence um, we can also think about um, personal power from an effort perspective and we talked about visibility and maybe volunteering yourself to do stuff but it's about going above and beyond you know how much value do you add in the way that you deliver your work or deliver your 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 um, uh, projects or the things that you're involved in within the organization um, and finally, we look at expertise. So what is your reputation? What are you known for? What are you an expert in? You know, um, what skills or expert knowledge do you 
have to back up your expertise that people know you for this it gives you some level of personal power are you the go-to person when somebody is trying to uh, 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 design business new business processes for example or they're trying to uh, analyze a particular uh, business problem are you the person that they go to ask questions about specific topics within the organization so you know what what expertise do you bring to the table and what is your reputation around that i do hope you found this useful if you have please leave me a comment i'd like to hear from you if you've got any questions like some of the questions that i had in from previous posts we've tried to answer them in this podcast so please do do reach out uh, and let's collaborate thanks for listening Thank you.